0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I sometimes wish I had been a newscaster instead of a disc jockey. Because newscasters get to say some things that disc jockeys just aren't allowed to say. Like, breaking news, this just in from a big tourist company. What vacationers want to do most on vacation is nothing. (laughs) That's true. That story just came in, too. Of course, that's not big news to those of us who are members of the Louie Louie generation, but. Remember that Big Louie, the head guy of the Louie Louie generation, says in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug, Big Louie always says, quote, there's never enough time to do all the nothing that you want to do, end quote. And as usual, he's right, but not for the reason that you might think. You simply can't do absolutely nothing completely because doing nothing is doing something think about it think of the word recreation recreation creation's a very big thing according to a very big best selling holy book where it says god spent all week creating everything and then on the 7th day even the almighty god had to knock it off and rest for a day Look, creating stuff is hard work. It doesn't matter if you create stuff by building a house or making potato salad or figuring a way to get to Mars and back. The word recreation is a little like the word retire. Re-creation, re-tire. See, in order to retire... You have to work hard enough to get tired first and then somehow you get zippy again and then you get tired again, retired. Recreation is one way to get zippy again. Getting zippy again is certainly not nothing. As I'm sure you know from your extensive research of the English language, not nothing is what is called a double negative. A double negative statement becomes a positive statement. Not nothing means something. It's like a t-shirt I saw on a guy one day. It said, if you ain't a Montana cowboy, you ain't nothing. <laughs> the guy wearing the shirt was about the size of an 18-wheel truck, so I did resist the urge to point out to him that what that statement means is if you are a Montana cowboy, you are nothing, a double negative. Recreation means taking the, a day or so to get zippy again after all the huffing and puffing that you did all week. So, doing nothing is doing a very big something. It's creation. It's an energy source. It's like recharging your smartphone, getting to a gas station before your car engine stops, enjoying an extra long kiss so you can store up some extra love and feeling before you go away for a long journey by yourself. The good, best-selling holy book says... Even the Almighty God had to take a day off after creating all week. And here's another quote from another best-selling holy book. Quote, He deserves paradise who makes his companions laugh, end quote. (laughs) I'll tell you which holy book that's from in a minute, and some of you are going to be somewhat surprised. (laughs) Dicks details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the busy, busy stuff that's been poking at you all week out the other ear, and you can recharge your corpuscles and other bodily parts. The odds of being killed by lightning are about the same as the odds of being killed by falling out of bed, unless the reason you are falling out of bed may have to do with the unexpected return of some very angry husband or boyfriend that would change the odds if your answer is damn what is the question if the answer is damn what is the question you don't know do you of course not i haven't told you yet tell you in a minute statisticians with way too much time on their hands tell us that non-popcorn eaters are three times more likely to cry at a movie than popcorn eaters Of course non-popcorn eaters are crying. It's no surprise. Non-popcorn eaters don't have any popcorn. And the people sitting right next to them are chomping and slurping away. That's why. 26% of American executives say their method of filing papers is just putting them in piles. And I believe that attitude is the cause of one of the greatest inventions of any century. The sexy secretary. Yes, Miss Jones, come on in here and take some dictation. <laughs> Believe it or not, an anti noise law in Ottawa makes it illegal for bees to buzz. You suppose the enforcement of that law is done by a sting operation, huh? All right, if the answer is damn, the question is what did the fish say when he swam into a concrete wall? Damn. By the way, substituting the politically correct word darn for damn won't work. Damn is a concrete structure. Darn is what you do when you have to fix a hole in your socks. So there you are. Dicks the tails, they take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here if you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com. Or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com. Would you please tell a couple of friends, because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. Thank you very much. What vacationers want to do most is nothing. But most importantly, I think, like all of us, they they really don't want to get caught doing something klutzy. But if you do get caught doing something klutzy on vacation, or really any time... You ought to remember the words Big Louie always has. He says, quote, You can usually get away with doing something klutzy by pretending that's exactly what you intended to do, and you're doing it for reasons that only you understand. Take a clue from a cat. When a cat does something dumb, she just pauses, shakes herself, licks some part of her body for a while, gives you a bored look, and slinks away. I think I'd skip the licking your body part because that could start a controversy, especially if you do it at work, but it's a good idea. There's a story in my Love and Touch spoken word CD about a little recreation that my lady wonder wench and I enjoyed one summer a very long time ago. We agreed that it was a savage, purple-robed, golden-cloud sultan astride three black thunder stallions. He brandished the curved silver scimitar of the new moon over his ruby turban and, giving a northeast shriek, smashed through the great bronze shield that protects heaven from Earth's day view. And then, day's murder done, we watched the empty sky sultan unwind and his tumbling sword splatter into a mist of silent midnight silver against sandy cliffs, tinseling pines, mirroring your shadow in the fine wet sand. Remember the beach music? Guitars and bongos filtering through the silk gauze of gentle summer air. Sun-tanned voices shimmering over driftwood bonfires. The bass surf percussion pumping caves and clouds and filling the empty dipper, and out past the breakers a little bit, holding you very close because you don't swim well. Your modest straps burning my wet chest and a new kiss still very fresh on your lips was my reward for saving you from stepping on an imaginary crab. Remember my right arm crushing your shoulders? my left holding your knees bent high over the (laughs) surf. And then I lunged and ran carrying you until I tripped on a deserted sandcastle turret and you laughed as we fell in a tumble on an old woolen blanket on the sand. And we lay side by side for a long time, letting the sun bake the salt from the sea drops on our arms and backs and legs. I guess that seagull's voice wasn't Like so much tearing sheet metal, really, but he zipped across the beach just about eight feet high when he shrieked. And my ears had just devoured your gentle thank you for the mother-of-pearl shell that I found for you by the rocks. Your face was like a little girl's, innocent and lovely. A fine dusting of sand that the sea breeze gave you was like new kitten fur. I poured trickles of love words down the nape of your neck, and you shivered, not from any chill. But that was long ago. Was it really so much more than people could really love? Was that Sky Sultan that we saw really a sorcerer? Will the magic never happen again? Because tonight, the new moon is a brandishing scimitar and thunder stallions ride and silent midnight silver is on the world. If you hang on too tight to magic, it just disappears. But I have high hopes for the return of some magic tonight, because I just looked out the window, and the new moon looks like a brandishing scimitar again tonight. And I can hear the thunder stallions riding in the distance. It sounds like they're coming this way. And silent midnight silver is tinseling the pine tree outside our window. So I'm hoping that some of that long-ago magic may reappear tonight. The story is called The Sky Sultans, from my Love and Touch book and spoken word CD. If you like it, you can simply keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to dicksommer.com check out the love and touch icon on the homepage. Quote, he deserves paradise, who makes his companions laugh, end quote. I wouldn't mind little heaven right now. So let's see if I can get a giggle from you, all right? Sex is the most awful, filthy thing on earth, so we must save it for someone we love. Any laughs? All right, well, how about, guys need to make believe we know what we're doing at all times. And we need to make believe that we never need any help. We have to believe we can fix anything, maybe not right now, but soon. And we must never ever go to a therapist or a doctor, unless it can be clinically proven that we have been dead for at least a year. No sense going to the hospital, honey, I don't seem to be in a coma. Come on, a little giggle, huh? Nothing? All right, how about your proctologist called? He found your head. (laughs) No? All right, all those in favor of Viagra, please rise. Ah, come on. I was the teacher's pet. She didn't have a dog. (laughs) I'm not getting anywhere, am I? A cowboy got a dashun because people kept telling him to get along, little doggie. Alright. Hey, I tried, God. Remember he deserves paradise who makes his companions laugh. Some people may be a little surprised to know that quote is from the best-selling book that is holy to my friends Alex and Adam, plus a lot of other Muslims. It's called the Koran. The smart guys in the white lab coats say that 87% of Americans say they are likely to go to heaven. Guess the other 13% are my kind of people, just hanging out there, trying to do nothing. Good night.